Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's the right journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. And welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I am Christine. And I'm Regina. And we are so excited to be spending another week with you. Thank you for letting us into your home, your car, and all the invasive spaces in your personal life. <laughs> Where we speak to you through your headphones. That's really creepy. But that's what we do. That's what we do. Being creepy. Exactly. <sighs> Please don't subscribe. <laughs> so, Christine, um, do you have any announcements for us? Yeah, yeah, I do. So, um, I was really excited to share this idea, and some of you may already know, but I am starting one-on-one video talks with you guys and people out there. The concept of this idea came to me a long time ago, and this is something that i am been really excited to start. And I was telling Regina that I always feel so full and energized when I have really great conversation with people and I would love to just implement that more in my life. So I do have a Google form where it's just basic questions so we kind of get to know each other before we chat and you fill it out and then we just basic we just basically talk. This is kind of another form of this podcast, but with you. Ooh. Exciting. Yeah. So don't forget to go and um, check it out because then you'll get the opportunity that I do every single week to talk with Christine one-on-one. People are going to be like, oh, we want to talk to Regina, but (laughs) (laughs) not at all. Too bad. It's just me. It's just me right now. Um, But we'll link all the information um, in our description box. So definitely check that out. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Okay, so this topic is something that I feel like a lot of people find themselves in, and I am definitely one of those people. I'm sure Regina oh, yeah. um, has been. Yeah, so want to get into how to tell when you're in a bad relationship. Oof. I mean, whether, right? Yeah, That's, oh, heavy it's just topic. Like, you just feel like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Whether that be in like a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship or even a friendship, I feel like a lot of times we find ourselves just kind of stuck or you don't even realize you're in a bad relationship until some people some people your friends are pointing out the signs and you're like oh yeah like you're right and then when you do Mm -hmm. realize that how do you get yourself out of that bad relationship letting go is a really difficult part of the process and then um you know the red flags and how to take care of yourself and how to do it thoughtfully and carefully so we know it's like a huge process that regina and i have both been through ourselves and seen our friends go through as Mm -hmm. well yeah i mean just kind of getting into it what do you feel like were your first signs that you were in a bad relationship so in my 20s um, I know I talked about like I had my first boyfriend in high school and we broke up like a first year of college. And in my 20s, I started to just date to date, like casual dating and getting to know people. And I had a variety of guys that were either good or some guys were actually really bad that I didn't realize till afterwards in hindsight that I was like, 
my god, what was I doing with my life? There's actually this one guy that I dated before Jack, who's my current boyfriend, that he would say the nastiest, meanest things to me whenever we fought. But in a normal, when we were fine, he was totally the opposite. He was like the nicest guy. But then the horrible part of him came out whenever we fought. And he would cuss at me and say just things that you can never take back, you know? And at the time, I think I was so shocked by it that it didn't hit me. So we ended things later than we should have looking back i think it might have been one of those things too where you just try to keep seeing the good you're like oh maybe i'm not giving him a chance or oh maybe he just had a bad day and you start making excuses because you're comfortable in that relationship yeah and then of course the whole like i'm so sorry i'll never do that again i like apologize and you know let's just make up i'm so sorry he himself was just like trying to make it up and he knew that was overboard but yet he still did it again over and over and over and then even my second boyfriend in college that was a more subtle type of mind manipulation that he did i really wanted to fall in love with him the feeling that i had with him was so different than my first boyfriend my second boyfriend was a year older he was like more connected and oh so cute and (laughs) you know i just like fell in love with his lifestyle and i thought i was falling in love with him so i so wanted to like be the perfect girlfriend for him and we were long distance i didn't realize until way later after we were broken up that he actually twisted a lot of my words and would kind of like use I don't know how else to say it but like my manipulation where he'd be like oh I like you better without makeup on you look so pretty without makeup on I would still put on some makeup afterwards and be like I thought I told you that I like you better without makeup why are you still wearing makeup who are you wearing makeup for and it became like an issue it became a fight even I put on eyeliner it just grew into this monster of a situation you know we actually ended things because he cheated on me and it made me feel like it was my fault and I'm not trying to like deflect any responsibility on my end but then the end looking back it was like someone who doesn't trust you and constantly criticizes you and then threatens breakup all the time with you those are really bad signs Mm, and I yeah. yeah I was at that age I just I guess dating newbie that I didn't know what I was getting myself into until yeah like later in my 20s Mm -hmm. I think that looking kind of hearing those situations I think one of the things like the biggest takeaways is that the other person doesn't understand your intention with the boyfriend who was like twisting your words it's like no if you know me and you know who I am you know that that's not what I was trying to say but like they're looking for an excuse because they're probably unhappy about something else and like you know I think that the hard thing about relationships is that when it's good it's so good whether it's a friendship or a boyfriend girlfriend relationship when it's good you're just like oh this is this is it this is this is what I like have always wanted and I I think I didn't fully appreciate appreciate or understand what it meant to be in a good relationship until my current boyfriend now jack my experience of getting to this part because i had to date a lot of bad guys in order to understand and like know that this is a good relationship you know just because you're dramatic and you fight a lot and you're emotional and jealousy doesn't equate to a more passionate relationship i think a lot of people get confused about that yes and it's so it's so like frustrating because you're fighting all the time doesn't mean that you're passionate like if anything it means that you're incompatible (laughs) yeah maybe it's from the k-dramas or like 
like yeah. you know all the movies and stuff that you're just like oh my gosh we love each other so much that we must cut each other's throat and that means we really you know it's like no <laughs> no <laughs> you can still have the passion but not all the drama right and like maybe we just really don't get along as well as we thought we did mm-hmm. which is totally fine i think that when you get to that point where you're like I really feel like this isn't working out. I've had that instance with a couple friendships that, you know, I have or, you know, even helping my friends through kind of like some toxic relationships that they had. I remember one of my best friends, uh, she was dating this guy in college and she would like constantly complain to me about him. Like would constantly be like, oh, he's not doing this or like, oh, I wish he was more like this or I wish he was doing this better. And I think the worst thing to do is also like to compare them to previous significant others or other relationships that you have, because then that's when it starts getting very petty and you never want a relationship to be built off of that or to include that in your kind of everyday. Yeah, I guess I could just speak for myself where sometimes you just you don't know why you're excusing that type of behavior. Because I guess essentially you want to believe in the best of that person. You want to give them a chance. You want to give you guys a chance. And like questions like, are you really in love with this person? Or are you really in love with the idea of that person and being in a relationship? I have a lot of friends that are so scared of being alone that they just either continue dating the one person that's not good for them or they keep dating the same type of bad guy over and over just because they're just like, I just want to be with somebody. I think that it takes a lot of energy and a lot of self-reflection to kind of get to that point where you're finally ready to take action and end this bad relationship. So in your own personal life and even in your own dating experience, like, did you ever encounter that yourself? And then how were you able to move on? I think for me, very specifically, it's kind of that feeling of you're just miserable and you're like in bed and you like just don't want to get out because you're exhausted. Mm -hmm. You feel emotionally drained. I've definitely had a couple dating experiences where I just felt very like worried about everything. I felt like I was playing a game, even though I don't like playing games where you're like, oh, should I text now? Or, you know, oh, oh, maybe I should wait a little bit or, oh, this is what I'm going to say to like provoke this kind of response. That's when I know that this isn't real and it's not genuine because it's just for fun and games. And that's not really something that I look for in a significant other or like a serious relationship. I completely agree where sometimes you just find yourself being more unhappy than happy and you forget that the whole point of being in a relationship mm-hmm. whether it's like a romantic one or in a friendship is that it's supposed to make you happier exactly to, this person's supposed to bring more joy in your life yeah and vice versa right yeah one of the things that i love the most about me and my best friends is that we're always constantly encouraging each other mm-hmm. and with any of us like set like a fitness goal or like when we set out like a goal to you know reading more or something like that in our lives like we're very we try to keep track of each other we're like hey did you finish that book yet or like hey you know did you accomplish that goal that you set out you know last week i think that that's something that i feel feel like is very apparent and obvious in a healthy relationship and like when in a bad relationship I'm not saying that there's not going to be like bad times or bad things in a good relationship you know everybody has flaws and to a certain extent you kind of need to accept other people's flaws but to what extent do you tolerate them you know there's a difference between understanding and just being kind of ignorant or like tolerant of their behavior and then in the end I feel like you end up encouraging their behavior you end up telling them that it's okay to act that way 
towards you yeah. or it's okay to be this kind of person. You actually become an enabler because they know that mm-hmm. they're able to get away yeah. with that. And even in a sense that you're prioritizing them more than they are with you. And I think there's a lot of one-sided relationships that people don't understand that they're on the short end of the stick if you're always going out of your way for them to help them accomplish their dreams but they don't do it for you like i know a lot of friends they come home and their partner completely just vomits all of their stuff and then when it comes to their own issues that person is just like okay no i'm good i have to go do stuff they're not there for you in the same way that's that's not right you deserve someone in your life that will want to help enrich your life as well you know and like i think some of the signs that i wanted to go over that you're in a bad relationship whether like i said romantic or friendship is that you feel belittled like you always feel like you have to prove your worth that you don't fully trust your partner that's a really big thing if you don't trust your partner or he or she doesn't trust you i in my experience don't know how a good relationship can survive that if you don't have trust because then you're questioning every little thing in the back of your mind you're like wait what did you mean by that what are you doing like who you who are your friends and right yeah or like if they tell you like oh i'm gonna go get dinner with so-and-so and and then you're like your first thought is like are you really yeah like there that's not a way to live life and that's not a way to um kind of carry on this relationship i mean i definitely have friends who are just like oh he has like a best girlfriend. I don't know what that is. I don't like it. And in a way, a lot of friendships are broken because of your partner not understanding that relationship. Um, I know that that is very difficult because it does depend. There, Yeah, there are some friends who are there because they do have a crush on you. And I'm not saying some of those feelings are invalid. But then if your partner really cares about you, then they would want to hear you out. They want to try to understand versus just like, no, you can't talk to her. You can't talk to him. I think that that's kind of, those are kind of signs of a possessive relationship as well. Yeah. When there is that like, wait, but I really enjoy hanging out with this friend. And oh, I really enjoy doing this with my own time. But if that like your friend or significant other, whoever is saying like, no, you have to spend all your time with me. I think that's also kind of one of the things where it's like, well, then you're not being true to yourself. Yeah. And you're just like continuing to give to this other person who really doesn't seem to be appreciating it. I definitely know couples where it's like they cannot do things without the other person because that person doesn't like to be excluded and feels like they have to do everything together and for me it's just I feel like you should be able to hang out with your friends separately you know if you want to you should be able to learn to do things without feeling like you owe it to the other person to have to explain why or that they're gonna get mad at you and you know I think it is the intent of being thoughtful that it's not just done by you spending every waking moment with them and that is where it comes down to trust not what you guys are doing it's it's the trust they don't trust you enough they're afraid they're gonna lose you if they don't spend every moment with you. Those are things I learned the hard way. And I feel like, you know, we are saying a lot of these things in kind of relation to like a significant other, but even bringing it back to just like friendships, I remember being in middle school and like, you know, who was whose best friend and who was hanging out with who, like that was such a big deal. There's a lot of that kind of anger. And I feel the fact that like, that's how we acted in middle school. If that is reflected in like a relationship that you're having today, that's a huge red flag. Like no one should ever feel that possessive or kind of like insecure in like your relationship that they will feel the need to like belittle you and be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be hanging out with that person anyway. Or, you know, that's a bad decision for you on your part. Like they start directing you in like what you want to do with your life. That's the mind manipulation that I'm talking about where they start making it your fault. Their insecurities are reflected on you. 
I think that's something that's like so overlooked yeah. in like specifically possessive relationships or just bad relationships in general. When they start accusing you, it's not because you did something wrong. It's because of their own insecurity, like something that they can't live with about themselves or they did something wrong. It's always comes down to insecurity but like there's different ways of handling that insecurity you know there are ways to talk about it and be like hey you hanging out with so-and-so actually did make me feel really uncomfortable versus like i can't believe you did that like you're totally cheating on me without you know like jumping to conclusions essentially yeah that's one of the biggest like relationship friendship struggles that i have to learn the hard way where when you get to a point where you're just like i don't understand and I can't be me. It seems like you don't like me for me doing the most basic things to me. I always felt like I had to explain myself or apologize for things that were so basic to who I was. That I was like, wait, it feels off. I don't understand how to change that for you. And I don't feel like I want to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do you like me for me or do you just like me for the idea of me? Because I think that in romantic relationships, it's like you like that concept. Everybody loves that concept. It's very romanticized. It's very idealized. And everybody wants that significant other. You know, they want their other half. They want their everything. I think that it's really important to kind of really see whether or not this relationship is moving in the right direction and whether you guys are there for each other. Are you guys excited to see each other? Another thing I feel like people don't realize they're in not a great relationship or they don't know or want to get out is because they feel too comfortable they feel settled Mm -hmm. so they start justifying things or finding excuses yeah i think that comfort can be very blinding like it when you're in a routine of doing the same thing every single day you know you get up you brush your teeth you like go you know go to work this kind of motion of turning wheels just becomes very normal and you don't want to change that and like when you're in a relationship when that person becomes so embedded in your life you feel like you can't see a life outside of that and i think that that's something that's really dangerous and like that's when people start feeling trapped because then you know they're like oh well this seems to be working fine for now and I don't have too many complaints. Then they start making excuses. They start, you know, as I said earlier, you know, only looking at the good and forgetting the bad and kind of like suppressing those memories just to kind of continue on this very idealistic relationship. Yeah. And I feel like if you're unhappy now before you guys get married, oh, be careful. Because once you throw in like kids and actual adult responsibilities, like I know so many married friends that are just like, ugh, my life, you know, like, like you really have to be careful about the people that you choose and let into your life. Like I'm just someone that cannot get on board with having to get married when you reach the your late 20s and early 30s and just kind of being like oh my god okay so I dated this guy for the past three years I'm not gonna go back out there I might as well just marry him or vice versa and I'm like really really you're gonna spend the rest of your like what another 50 years of your life with a decision like that yeah and it's so funny I feel like all my friends that I talked to in our 20s were like oh my gosh I need to find my significant other I need to be making these decisions towards like getting married and like having kids Uh, you know when friends when Rachel starts counting backwards like if I want to have my first kid by this age I need to start dating by this age I need to start get you know get married at this age yeah like I feel like all my friends in my 20s are doing that. I like having friends who are older than me, like you and a couple of my coworkers, because whenever I talk to them, they're like, oh my gosh, what are you guys worrying about? You're 20, like go and like have fun. And you can, you still will have so much time to figure that out. There's no rush. 
don't cheat yourself out of a feature that you would love just because you're afraid of being alone. That's such a shame. That's just not doing yourself justice. <laughs> I told Jack, I was like, I'll be talking about you in the podcast. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, but I did want to bring up my relationship with Jack now where he, we've been dating for five, six years now. He's the first guy that I realized I was like, oh, so this is what an adult relationship feels like. It actually is so easy. It's just so easy. Like all the things I struggle with with past guys where like, yeah, you know, wear makeup. Who are you wearing makeup for? You know, it's like, oh, were you going out? And oh, you, you didn't call me at this time or whatever. It was just so hard with them. But with Jack, it was just it wasn't an issue because the biggest difference that I tell people is that we're on the same team. There's a huge difference between when you're in a relationship where you're just like, when we disagree or we argue, our goals are the same. We want to be better for each other. So then there really is no who is right or wrong. It's just understanding that person's point of view and taking it in versus like, nope, don't want to hear it. Just, just say you're sorry. And I say this with like, say, my relationship with my parents. It's hard to reach a resolution because they just sweep everything underneath the rug and then you fight and the next day you're like, oh, you want to go eat? Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel right? that exact same way with my parents I love my mom to death and like you know I call her pretty much every single day and we're so close she's one of my best friends but sometimes when we fight we just fight 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 and then the next day it's like do you want to go get boba and I'm like yeah (laughs) yeah and I think the issue with that is like you don't fix what the issue was so the next time you fight it's even bigger and you're mm-hmm. like oh my god you're doing this again i think that it's also very significant to like mention i remember when i first met you we had first touched on the topic of dating you said that you hadn't had a relationship for a really long time at that point yeah i was single for like six plus years yeah yeah well <laughs> <laughs> sorry i thought you were gonna go somewhere well i wanted you to kind of emphasize that or like I, I, well I guess why oh why yeah. why I was single oh yeah because I realized I was making the same dating mistakes over and I kept dating like the same type of guy and I wasn't getting anything out of it got to a point where I was like okay well I even told them I'm not looking for a boyfriend because I'm I don't like you like that, but I also don't want to be lonely. So it was a lot of those type of dating situations. And I still found a lot of emotional baggage that came with that. I realized this was in my like mid twenties. I was like, I need to learn to love myself. Whatever I'm searching for in these guys, like whatever they're trying to substitute into my life, that's not the answer. I always encourage people to try to be single for at least a year or two to get to know yourself and give yourself the time to learn who you are, what you like to do without the consideration of somebody else. And not doing something just because someone else likes it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm going to go watch a movie today because I really want to watch this movie and not because, oh yeah, he wants to watch it. I don't really want to watch it. Or you start doing things that you don't like to do because you're always thinking about the other person. Like, oh, I can't go grab dinner with my friends because he doesn't like it when I have friends. <laughs> or, or like he doesn't like that kind of food. Yeah, exactly. So when you actually live a single life, it's I think single life also gets a bad rap where it's like, oh, pity, so sorry for you. Like, oh, no one loves you. But yeah, if you put yourself worth into how many people are chasing you, it's like that's always going to be empty. It's, it's never going to be a fulfilling way to get self-worth and the actual right way is to learn to love yourself 
Yeah. And even for me with dating, like I've never had like a super serious long-term relationship. I've kind of just dated here and there. And like, even in that, like, I feel it's fun to go out, but sometimes I don't feel that connection. Or sometimes I like early on in the relationship, I can already feel like, oh, we're not really that compatible because you like to do this and I like to do this. And that's fine. Like, I think that, you know, going out and dating an array of people, like it's good because then when you do find someone that you really get along with and see a future with, you'll know. And I think that that's kind of, I'm still going through those motions of like mm-hmm. finding someone who I feel can balance me out and we can encourage each other and support each other. And, you know, I think that what you have found with Jack, something that's so admirable and like, it takes so much hard work and patience that everybody glazes over and just looks at like the Instagram version of what you guys are and ignores all of like the difficult times where you guys had late night talks or, you know, had trouble with building this relationship. Yeah, and I think it is in the building part where I'm very honest and learning to be extremely vulnerable type of person. So I like to check in all the time with just how I'm feeling. And if things don't sit right, I address it right away. And I want to under. And he also wants to understand. So it's not just lingering there. I think a lot of people are afraid of confrontation. But if you can't be honest with your significant other or close friends, then who can you be honest with? You know, and that actually starts with being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. We should always remember, like, don't be afraid to kind of like confront those friends. You don't have to do it in an aggressive way. You don't have to be accusatory of it you can just be like hey this is how I'm feeling lately or like this one thing that you did like really bothered me and I think you should always take note of how that person receives that information like I think that's a great transition into what are Mm -hmm. our tips for how to break up and how to say goodbye and how to let go I think the first step it is confronting them or not confronting them but just letting them know how you really feel Mm -hmm. and like seeing where that understanding is seeing when you like bring up this instance like do they get very defensive are they very understanding there's a really big difference and I think that in that reaction you can already kind of tell where the direction of this relationship is going Mm -hmm. I think that my kind of biggest advice is don't hold a grudge when you feel like it's time to end it like it's fine just end things everything that you help on to or all the emotions and everything let that go because it's not worth the stress and the worry it's not worth all of that energy when you've already decided all right you know what this is a relationship that's not benefiting me anymore and it's okay to say that I think that a lot of people are you know like like oh best friends forever or like oh we need to be together forever but if you feel like you're not helping each other grow anymore and you're not working towards the same thing then what are you guys doing mm-hmm. I think it, it is learning as you get older and you know yourself better you're able to define the terms of what is right for you in your life that's so why you start with having a bunch of friends and as you get older you start like cutting down more and more into like just having close friends because those are the actual people that are there for you versus just acquaintances where they're to have fun and I think another good way is um at that point after you address it and you still see that you guys are on the same page you can really admit to yourself like the stopping in denial about what the reality is versus the stories that you keep telling yourself to stay in this relationship And I think because of nostalgia, because of you being a good person and wanting to hold on to the good qualities or the potential of this person, you need to let that go. Because this is what I've learned. You need to see them for who they are now, who they're proving themselves to be now. What potential they have in the future, that's for future. But right now, they're hurting you. They're hurting other people. And you need to face that reality. I think a lot of people look at 
have those kind of situations they're like oh but i could change them and the future is going to be so bright and i think that's uh, that's also one of the dangerous signs because there's only so much you can do to change someone you can change someone for the better in the sense that you know you want to encourage them to chase their dreams and encourage them to be true to themselves but if you're like trying to change their personality that's something that is never going to change you can inspire someone but you can't change yeah they need to change themselves and that's the hardest part they need to want it for themselves and at the end of the day i think what's most important is that you're happy with yourself and you're happy with the relationships that you have and if you feel like any of them are kind of holding you back or weighing you down i think that's a really big sign and then for me i also found that after i break things off like say in a relationship i know this sounds cold and a lot of people say that's cold but i'm like i cut off all contact And that is phone, social media, and any other way of like being tempted to call them or start a conversation again or say, I miss you. I know those things happen and it's really hard, but all that residual pain and loneliness will get to you. You'll think like, oh, no, 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 it's it's okay. I can just text them. I know we're having a hard time. I just text them. I I miss him. Like you guys will probably get back together. So it's hard. It's confusing. But I feel for me like cold turkey. And that may not work for a lot of people, but you have to learn to let go for the right things to come into your life. You keep holding on to the piece of crap that <laughs> is this relationship. You're actually never going to find what you deserve. And you're just holding on to that like glimmer of hope. Yeah. Things are going to get better. I kind of agree with that. I would say that, you know, it doesn't mean that you guys can't be friends down the road. I'm yeah. saying that it's probably really difficult. Mm-hmm. And like when you're coming off of a relationship where you guys were really used to being really close and and having that kind of connection and then trying to fade that out, it's best to kind of just have an abrupt ending. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, you know, years from now, you guys can rekindle your friendship or whatever. But at the time, I think it's, it's best to just kind of cut things off. And then you do you, they do them. And just know that we understand it's a huge process. It's not like our advice is the only way to go about it. But yeah, give yourself the time that's necessary to fully heal before you enter another relationship. Or else mm-hmm. it's just going to be the same wounds, just a different person. And you're going to be hurting more people and yourself. Mm-hmm. And just remember to surround yourself with the people that you know are there for you. There's a lot of people that want to be that in your life. They want to help you be the best version of yourself. So let those people come into your life. So that means letting go of the bad ones. Yeah, and doing more things with them, doing more things for yourself. I think that that's a way for you to also realize for yourself the identifiers of what's a good relationship and what's a bad relationship. Yeah. It's always so refreshing to get this out because I think that we've both had such similar experiences in these and hopefully you listening to the way that we dealt with them will help you get the courage to either, you know, break off some bad relationships and invite some better ones in. Yeah, and move forward. Move forward in life. Mm -hmm. So don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever app you use to catch the RSS feeds. And we're actually going to, the first 10 people to subscribe, rate, and review will get a special shout out in our description in a future episode. Yeah. So this is our way of just saying, like, we love to hear your feedback. We definitely want to acknowledge you guys and include you in this whole podcast. 
And I think it's also going to be a really great way for us to kind of know what we can improve on, how we can get better, because, you know, we want to make sure that we're talking about things in the right way and to make sure that everybody is benefiting from the stories that we have to tell. We're open to letting you guys in because you guys are good people. So good energy attracts good energy. All right. So this does it for episode six of Perfectly Imperfect. Don't forget to follow us on all our social channels. Links in the description below. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.